Hi everyone, and welcome to our review of the Organized Confusion album titled Organized Confusion. Although I couldn't find it on Spotify, and I could find it on Dat Piff, so Dat Piff calls it a mixtape, and I wasn't sure if it was a mixtape or an album. I didn't look that too deep. Anyway, uh, this is our full album review for that Organized Confusion project. We'll be going through it track by track over here on the Classic West Podcast, the show where we break down them classics track by track, thoughts and opinions on every single song. We go in depth. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And uh, before we get into it, we do a little part where we like to introduce why we talk about each album. In this case, it's a patron request from uh, Mr. DJ Black Hurricane, who recommended we check out this project. So every three months, if you sign up over there, you can tell us what album to review, and you'll get uh, about four a year. Yeah. And that would be uh, something for those of you who really want to see us do an album review. But uh, well, the more th- the more of you that come along, that we might have to do like fewer. Nah, we'll I don't figure know. it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it, it out. Yeah. That's not your problem. But uh, if you, it's just a way to expedite things a little more than the YouTube comments. But mm-hmm. on that note, uh, we do like to tell people our familiarity with each artist at the beginning of the album because I think it's fair. Most of y'all coming here are going to be probably a long time organized confusion fans. You probably like Farrah Munch. You probably like Prince Bo. You probably feeling the vibe for a long, long time is what I'm trying to say considering <laughs> it's 91 till today. It's a, it's a lot of years. I think it's 91 till infinity. Is it not? 93 to infinity, uh-huh. but it was close. Uh, still, um, in my case, I know um, I know one Faramont song, uh, which I know Bonnie also knows. So why don't you tell us about your your one Faramont song that you know? Um, yeah, so I know Simon Says. And that's um, I've known that one for 15 years. I don't know when it came out, but I've known it for a long time. Um, and I feel like... Um, I heard it on, uh, like in like, in like a Charlie's Angel movie, but it wasn't on the soundtrack. And like, so I had to like dig for like, or maybe I just probably watched until the credits or something and, um, figured out what song it was. And then I was like, that sounds like it. I mean, they only played like, I don't know, 30 seconds of the song or something, but it sounded cool AF. So I definitely wanted to check it out. And, um, it's been really good when I had like. When I get like very angry or when I've been very angry, I put on like that's like a good song to like uh, just to be like uh, whatever to. I know it's like a weird. It doesn't. Maybe it's just like the the hypeness of it and like I don't know. I just needed something to like get like my energy out. So um, yeah, that's uh, all I know about that. I like the part where he goes, "Girls rub on your titties." What can I say? I really enjoy that part of the track. <laughs> I imagine that when the ladies play along. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know anything about organized confusion other than that, except that everybody fucking loves Farrah Munch. I don't know anything about Prince Paul. I came into this um, really ignorant. Yeah. Which is cool, because half the times we come into it really ignorant. So I was yeah. just open-minded, ready to just consume the music and see what the fuck was up. And I literally didn't even know a little bit what it was going to sound like. I just assumed Farrah Munch was more on the lyrical. I didn't even realize he was in it until, like, you know, right before I started to listen to it and I went and checked the wiki page and I'm like, wait a second, I know who that guy's name is. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in some stuff and, like, I have seen him in, in different things across YouTube, but, like, I don't really know his music at all. So, it's I guess it's fitting to go back to the very beginning of it all. And it's Prince Poe and the Poe stands for poetry. And that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't really know anything else. Uh, basically, their group is called Organized Confusion. 
And the project is called Organized Confusion. And there's a song called Organized Confusion. Oh. So it's like Mad very meta. meta. Um, I like the title though, because Organized Confusion is a, it's a good way to describe music, or at least complex music, right? So there's a lot of simplicity and a lot of stuff, but especially with the depth of what they're doing with the instrumentals on this album and the way that they're able to almost with their voices, see the order in it, and just kind of lay down that flow in the pockets proper and whatnot. I think it's almost like the title is a mission statement for the complexity of what they bring to the table musically. And I kind of like that. I like the idea of looking at music in such a way where even like in a simple point of view, it still is just like, if you think about it, this random arrangement, or maybe not random, but this arrangement of sounds put together in such a way where you bring organization to the confusion of these sounds independently isolated floating around the universe and or shit. also maybe like the confusion is just life i guess maybe <laughs> it's a way of looking at life but I, I took it more like what the music is but i guess yeah. it's also a way of making sense of life it makes a lot of sense too um the cover's fine it's a black 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 cover as in like dark as fuck is and nothing's there except for them on the left i believe we got farah manch on the left of the left and then mm -hmm. prince poe it's a little bit shorter now i wanted to point out that i know for a fact in some cases rap groups came to be because of the height of the rappers being similar or the rapper and the dj being similar. like i don't remember who it was but i know at least one of the big times like they're like nah you guys can't be a thing look like you're way too tall he's way too short and then they rearranged it so that they're all the same height huh. so i think it's cool that okay. you've got uh pharaoh Monch being like significantly and noticeably taller because most often if you look at these groups everybody's basically the same height they're all like within an inch of each of other simon and garfunkel because like Anyway, uncle's like a whole head taller than him let us know what you think about height differentials within hip-hop groups but uh ah, that's it that's all i gotta say yeah what do you think about the cover um i mean it's simple it's dark um it looks like underground um i don't know lots of like black negative space i don't know if they were trying to be artistic or something but uh yeah it's just them on the cover and nothing else so that's it Alright, cool. Let's get into it. We're going to do the first half of the project right here, right now. We're going to talk about a funky-ass intro with the Budge Funk. I had a brief conversation with Bonnie about this tune in the kitchen before recording this review, and her atti attitude was just not satisfactory to start <laughs> off this song. I believe that it is not really rational, or it doesn't really make sense when this shit starts to play to not immediately start swinging your booty around. I don't care who you See, are. See, I just didn't get just, that just from got this, this one. like, my butt just started flying around. Like, it just there wasn't go, like folks. I'm trying to be all twerky. It just had to sway to it. Like, you know, it just fucking swings. Like, you just got fucking shake to this shit. Like, you just got to move. Like, I like I was moving, but I wasn't shaking my butt to it. So, I don't know. Butt. You should have been shaking your butt is mm. what I'm trying to say. You can let me know if you agree or disagree. What I'm trying to say is this is a complex arrangement of Funkadelish deliciousness. This is the type of shit you could fuck to. Like, I just pictured foreplay. I was like, yo, well, put It is only on. a minute, four seconds, folks. <laughs> anyway, but, like, the sounds of it, though, it just set up so nice. It just grooves so proper. Like, it just, it, I feel like stuff that makes your body move 
and then if a lady or, or a man or whatever you're into these days uh, is moving up all on top of you and you move and everybody likes the closeness and how this would make everybody all funky this is some good shit is all I'm trying to say I can't think of any other purpose for this other than to get up and shake, man. This is just meant to dance to. Like, it's such a strong fucking introduction. But it also, like, the whole album was produced by them. So I don't know which of them did what exactly. I'm sure DJ Black Hurricane's essay comment, which I like. It's not a disrespecting. It's going to, like, <laughs> like, explain all that. I'm certain somebody will at least. But, man, it's just, it's just so good. It's just such a strong, like... Like, I don't know, like, it took me out of whatever I'm doing and makes me start dancing. To be fair, I lost a fuck ton of weight, so now I just want to dance all the time, so maybe I'm just a little <laughs> bit biased. And maybe, like, a lazier version of me wouldn't have thought straight to moving my butt. But this is where I'm at in life, so I gave this a five on five. Wow, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, it's just, like, a nice... Uh, smooth, funky, easy beat that you want to like clap along to. It's super fun. Um, clap. And like, clap that ass too. No, it's not ass clapping music. It's just, I mean, not, I mean, maybe it is, but I'm not getting that. It's no Iggy Azalea. Um, so, like, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean. Um, anyways, I just, I really like this era of rap music for this like just for making this and it also just sounds very new yorky like i just feel like i'm on like a street corner in new york and it's like you know you have like a jacket on it's like spring or fall and like i don't know people are just like i don't know maybe it could be used as like a sample um somewhere i feel like this is what they were doing at this time like they were kind of mm, putting actually. samples Actually, that made used me for samples? Uh, think about it. Because whoever is that owns, I think it's Disney uh, owns whoever the label is that owns the rights to this music. Hmm. Um, but I think that why it's on Tap Piff and it's not on Spotify is because while it was dropped as an album, nobody wanted to clear the samples for digital. Because hmm. the original, everything that got worked out is put out on the physicals. And then when digital comes through in 2005 to 8 or whenever the fuck that law got passed, all of the deals related to digital distribution, so Spotify, the internet, it's a completely separate reworked contract because none of the original contracts for all the copyrights took this into account. Right. So effectively, I had to rework everything. I'm sorry when they come to shit like this, they're like, y you know what? Nobody wants to get that kind of sued. And then they moved on. Oh, all right. but, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, so this is what it is. And so I don't know if you're supposed to like... Maybe like do like a slower, um, like break dancing like routine or something or a set or whatever it is. I don't know if it's what it's called um, to this or like, but like or just to be used as a sample. But either way, it's like a good, um, you know. It's like I said, it's rather short. It's only a minute four seconds, and uh, so it's a good intro. It definitely like pulls you out of you know what you were doing before, like you said, and kind of like puts you like here. This is what you're going to be listening to now. And I don't know. I thought it was really great. Uh, I gave it a 4.4 on 5. Shake your booty. Anyway, that's fine. Uh, let's talk about Fudge Pudge. Okay. First of all, there's a music video out of this track. I watched it. I found it pretty unremarkable. It's the three of them in the alley doing their thing. I suppose it's good in the sense that um, I was able to clearly identify Farrah uh, Monge, Prince Poe, and I was also able to identify 
um, OC. Now what's interesting about OC, and I might be wrong, but I think I read online that this was his, one of his first verses ever. So I thought that was pretty cool. I might be wrong, you can correct me. But just given the timing of it all, it's still pretty cool uh, that they're fucking around with that DITC crew just like that. So it just kind of shows that they're in that like right away they're in that tier of like underground legend through affiliation regardless of i don't know what comes next apparently other albums may not have retained the same level of quality i don't know i read the internet i didn't hear the music yet uh but i'm gonna check it out because i was blown fucking away by this project uh but the one thing i thought was super nifty and stand out above and everything else before we really get into the track was just the use of harmony like when it goes beats equivalent to this something that i can float 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 and this the way they all did that and i was like you know i could see how like a see, bone I don't know thugs about and, harmony so like that's like a good thing that you picked that up but i was like just kind of wondering like because you know, a couple years later there's a bone thugs in harmony and shit like that mm-hmm. that's coming out so like i'm wondering if like they listen to this i mean i know that their story had them harmonizing and doing shit whatever but it's just kind of cool to like see these different elements of stuff that over time kind of expands like that Again, I'm saying I know Bone Thugs and Harmony was just doing their shit on yeah. the corners and it was maybe respective and they never even heard this. I don't really know. Maybe they also cited it as an influence. I was just brainstorming. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this track? Um, I mean, it's got a, a nice beat. Um, it sounds kind of like deep and like dark a bit, you know, kind of like that feeling. Um, and we, so we've got Prince Poe and he's like up first and he kind of does the first verse and his flow is really great. Um, I really like the timing of some of his wording. I thought that was really cool. Um, and on the second verse, we've got Pharaoh Monk. Or I don't know how to say it. Monch, Monk, Monk. I don't know. I'll just call him PM. You know what? I know how Eminem says it because he says it in Rap God and I learned Rap God. So I know he says Pharaoh Monch shit or whatever. I assume it's Monch because that's kind of so how I'm it's gonna spelled. I'm going to go with Monch. Okay. Nobody's ever told me I'm wrong when I said that. Watch okay. this be the time. <laughs> um, anyway, so he's on the second verse and like maybe I'm biased just because I've listened to, listened to him for like so many years. But um, like he's so good. I just want to clarify. When she says listen to him. Just the same song over and over Simon and over says, and over again. Yeah. That's it. That's all I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she used that song to hit on me. Uh, you did back in our courting era. Well, there we go. Rub on your titties. Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so he's great. Um, and also, I just need to like compliment like their sounds together. Like they just sound so good. Like you can almost like barely tell. Um, I mean, at least on this song, um, kind of like who who's who because they just sound kind of like i don't know if you know john john lennon and paul mccartney like their voices just worked so well together and like it's this kind of thing like it just feels so smooth and like i don't know it's great um i really i really like this one a lot um this is like a kind of like fun song that you have like i don't know i really like the whole crew that was like responding to him um i like that they just you know if anybody has been around long enough i feel like you know that i like when like you know it's just a group of fun guys 
hanging out and singing songs together because how cute is that and uh i know they don't they're like you know this is badass um we're rapping but uh i, I don't know they i think would, it's cute they didn't go that far with the badass no, no 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 not maybe not them but i i think it's great uh that these guys are just having fun and sitting around singing songs and just like goofing around and just loving life um and like really like based off of this song uh you know like they both have like equal talent and skill like they're both great um it's just really fantastic and uh there's like some piano at the end and it's very nice and you know i love me some piano that only adds to my enjoyment and like you know it makes you want to like clap along when they start clapping at one point and like you can like see someone in or at least i can in my mind um doing you know doing some cool breakdown break dancing moves and um you know while people are like standing around and like in like a circle or whatever and like cheering them on clapping their hands and just like like that's what i see like it just like sounds like a really fun cool moment to be in and i think that's awesome and that's kind of how this song makes you feel so um really fantastic i love this one so much it's a lot of fun it's um not uh, sure that this is what I was expecting from this album, but fantastic. Um, and it's really impressing. And so I gave this one a 4.75 on 5. So I'm not going to say that this particular track is hitting me with the most profound bars, but mm-hmm. it does hit me with that airy, fun feeling that you're describing. And there are tracks that hit me with the profound bars. And given my average watch time, there's just a point I wanted to make that definitely applies more to something like releasing Hypnotic Gases or Prisoners of War. But when I was listening to the speed, the technical proficiency of these dudes, more definitely more Pharaoh Manch than Prince Poe. But when I'm listening to them rap, both of them still, and I think mm-hmm. about how interesting I guess their flossing is because we'll we'll get into all that where I think about the way that they can tell stories and I think about just their versatility and then I think about all the underground white dudes spitting like Tech 9 pretending like they're the first dudes to ever rap fast great calling themselves the goat and I'm like these motherfuckers dropped this in 1991 right and honestly there are moments on this album that contend next to any of the best of these underground fucking wannabe top goat kids i'm talking about the lyrical miracle fucking spiritual dudes is up there dropping all sorts of rhyming shades that just fucking compound it like look rapping fast is cool when you're 16 to 22 when you're you know you grew up on eminem and like i get it right i went through that phase but there's no depth to a lot of that shit with half your like logic is it's just it's just garbage to me because he says fucking nothing and then you listen to like joiner lucas and like his album was so vapid and it was like so who the fuck cares that you write at this speed or delivery when there's really nothing to what you're bringing to like the table so just to hear this profound treasure just this album from 1991 that like honestly it just to me it shuts up like two-thirds of the new dudes like it just shuts them the fuck up it's like you guys can't call yourselves anything other than students of what these dudes did back when there wasn't blueprints there weren't people there wasn't like a thousand fucking examples just to steal from right right these guys are pioneers and we are all students of this shit i can come at some fucking godzilla speeds because these motherfuckers laid a groundwork i don't know this came up on facebook because i was just geeking out on pharaoh Monch, man i was just <laughs> geeking out on like how 
goodies how like yep and there, i know he's not the only one i know that i could go through and have this moment of epiphany with so many rappers i just wish more especially uh honky dudes my age who spit rhymes with the kind of speed and you know or we're the geeky kinds let's be real you watch it guy a perfect example in the mainstream without taking any shots is chris webby like honestly chris webby has no substance beyond the skill and the skill's there but he's just a regular middle class dude a regular one <laughs> there's not much exceptional to him except for his rapping skill and at the end it and his and it like I'm, and I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm trying to express this like series of epiphanies I had listening to this project and just realizing how, how why so many people think, I guess, the substance of a lot of hip hop today is bad. But they also are a bit of ignorant assholes because there's a shit ton of great new hip hop that just keeps coming out full of substance. So like yeah. the implication that there aren't great new artists is just stupid. But the implication that any of these great new artists can just be like, I'm the greatest of all time, is just fucked up. You you can't say that you're the best if you're not giving props to the greats that set you up in the first place. That was my rant. I just had to get that out. I would have done it at a later track, but maybe some of y'all would have clicked away by now. Um, this song is a little bit slower, but still tricky. It's still complex with it. It's still fun, you know. Like here we go. Oh, what I thought was cool is that uh, Farrell Munch does this intro. It's like uh, Prince should go first on this one. And then I found out that basically uh, Farrell Munch starts like almost all of their tracks, except for a couple on this project, including this one. So that was cool that he um like, and I believe it is their first single. So that's dope. They're also not feature heavy because outside of the OC, there's nobody else on a project, right? And apparently across their three projects, because then they went their separate ways, etc. Which, again, had such a cool story to it. It was like, um, they're like, yo, check it. The brand is not necessarily going well. If we keep going together and we keep putting out bad music, we will destroy the collective greatness of what we put together. It would be smarter to just retire it. They are an example of a rap group that retired rather than kept it going and fucking, fucking up the whole brand. Anyway. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, Prince Poetry kicks in. Here we go again with the funky intro. People approach me. I'm known as Prince Poe, E-T-R-Y. Yes, and I'm the first batter. The fire usually go first, but it don't matter. And that's cool, right? Because it shows yeah. the level of intelligence and the, the complexity of flow. Like, I'm not necessarily going to go through every bar because, you know, it's it, you get the gist of it. Sometimes I go a little too hard. But, um... I love this because A, just the way he puts pro and then introduces the concept that is poetry. He doesn't want you to like, he wants you to know what he stands for. Just the idea of Prince poetry, like the writing matters, the content, this, the, almost the artistic virtue of what he does is built into his name, but it's also mm. regal, Prince. But the truth is the pharaoh in a royal procession would go before a prince because a pharaoh outranks a prince. So it almost has like this kind of oh, coolness. Oh, I never really thought goes, about that. The pharaoh usually goes first, but it don't matter because hmm. it breaks royal procession on top of the internalness of their group dynamic. Right. Anyway, funky slides of beats like this comes out in blue, but one's hard not for me to chew. So kick off your shoes and don't forget your socks. I wash and I wash up MCs like Clorox. And I'm like... And there's that 91 shit where it, it all rhymes and it all sounds good. And do I really have a lot to comment on a lot of the bars in this verse? No, I don't. S but I love the way he says it. Like yep. that float, float, float on. It's just beautiful. And there are, leave your name and number and a brief message at the end, but the tone, boop. And it's like the whole crew comes in with that old barbershop boop feel. Like I just, yeah. I just love it. I love it. Or 
in the summer something like a Mardi Gras bikinis, panties, bras, and I'm like the the way he like like places his wording in like a sentence is really cool. Like if that makes sense, like he he just kind of like. Yeah. Ends where he needs to, and then carries it's on flawlessly, separately, and yet still together. It's just beautifully done. It's yeah. so good to listen to. And then the verse kind of gives you the sense that he's a young guy with normal young guy desires, such as you know self integrity and a desire to smash some fine ass women. Understood. <laughs> I get it. We've all um, been there. <laughs> and then you know he's kind of like got the swift tongue, the swag, and he's gonna just be dope. And mm-hmm. I like it. Then Farrell Monch comes in and pressure, 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 pressure cooker. I lead a party with a mass amount of hookers. And I'm like, strong. This is <laughs> strong start. Now, if I'm not mistaken, in 91, hooker doesn't mean prostitute. It doesn't mean prostitute. Okay, it just means it like means an easy lady. hoe. As in, not a whore, a hoe. Mm-hmm. Like that hoe over there, kind of hoe, like an uh-huh. easy, no transactional type, as opposed to the whore, which, I mean, I know it's confusing. Sometimes the language is real similar. Anyway, but yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out, that it's funny that in 91, Hooker is like, because when Biggie's like. Well, either way, an easy lady. So slip and slide, I sling the sludge, fudge, pudge, pudge. She'd never hold the grudge. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm hoping it means I he pounds her in the anal ass. Sex. I hope he means he's getting up in that booty and he busting a nut up inside of her bum. I hope that's what it means. Is it what it means? I couldn't tell you that. Anyway, uh, then all of a sudden, up against the wall, I caught you with drugs. The organisms are the jury. Guess who's the judge? So I guess he's setting her up, and he's getting in behind her, and he's going to judge her booty with his pharaoh stick. <laughs> Call it that. Anyway, ready to no chitter-chatter, I figure, since I'm bigger, why pitter-patter, pouncing on particular poets who persist to trip professional punks, you just a pussy meow. I love alliteration, and yep. it's just well done. It's just great. So basically, smashing that shit. That's my power facing. It's not this cat when I'm decking you. And I mean, it's pretty. He's like, good. no, he's a little rough with it. I like it. He's, uh, as he says, decking you, but it could be dicking you. Get it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's pretty fun. Um, he's going in, and I respect. I respect the pursuit of the fudge pudge. Is what I'm trying to say. I, I'm a guy who enjoys a good venture down fudge pudge land when I'm permitted and have been well behaved. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I like when he goes click slick, rhymes like the mouth tricky and adjust, puts him down with Mickey Mouse. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, I don't know. But uh, apparently, I guess because the label, oh, so I clicked on the Genie Sanitation and it's a reference to Hollywood Basic, which was owned by Disney. So I guess because your label is owned by Disney, you're down with the mouse. I suppose it's so random. I'm fucking her in the ass, Mickey Mouse. I wonder how Disney felt about that. Anyway, <laughs> come on, everyone. Let's flow with the rhythm of the tongue to the rhythm of the drum. MCs want to bother, but they can't get with the capital M-O-N-C-H. Anyway, y'all get it. He's dope. Then OC comes through. I, I have to admit, OC is dope, but noticeably a little bit less dope, per se, on this beat. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure we heard OC on a whole bunch of different shit. So I don't want to even imply OC's not dope. He sounds great on the song. But I feel like it's just a little less good. Anyway, the form I signify is cultivated. I spread it. Many, many lyrics memorized, embedded in my think tank. Sharp as a shank knife. I strike the mic just as a snake bike. Suck out the poison. Yeah, go ahead. Try it. Skills of an assassin. Watch as I'll fly. I'm like, this is violent. <laughs> like, it's hard. And he's a fucking killing it as an MC. 
And I'm like, where are we just talking about anal sex and other airy topics? Where is him going after girls and doing the fudge pudge? Why is he slashing people? <laughs> anyway, throw it doesn't matter to bro. I'm swinging clear to the end of the party, clinging, cheating MCs like government. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he fucks up MCs. Uh, and then if we move along again, uh, go against me. I'm quick to pull out the driveway. By the way, hey, picked up your girl because she was going my way. I'm like, you threw it in as like an add-on. They're probably like, bruh, you got to say something about a girl. We're fudge-pudging up on this track. And <laughs> he didn't until the end. Come on, OC, fudge-pudge that chick. At least be like, and I fudge that pudge. In the middle of the track, just, just throw it in. Because like, it just felt like his verse... It was a little different than the theme okay. of the core of the song. Was it enjoyable? Fuck yeah. Do I like this track? Does it flow nice? Of course. Do I hope I get some fudge pudge later? Fuck yeah. 4.5 on 5. Well, I'm going to go walk into the sun. If you were to say, given the first two tracks, what is the third song going to sound like? I never in a million years would have guessed this. I just never would have with the... And just like what the fuck kind of like where did i mean it works yeah it totally fits into shit like i'm not saying but i'm saying it felt like a curveball smacked oh, me in interesting. the face i felt like this was so like different i felt it, like the last one and like like flowed so well into this one like it was such an easy transition but like i feel like the sound is so different so not that the transition is there mm. but like when you're thinking about yeah super funky yeah like the super kind of happy airy thing but, but like, i don't know i just I f and honestly spoilers but when you hear the next one it's just as jarringly different and i think that's fascinating um what do you think of this track well there's certainly a horse of a different color um, so like the beat on this one, I feel like it isn't that like original of like a beat, but like the specific noise that's like featured in this beat is like super unique and would be noticeable if like perhaps it would be sampled on another song. So it definitely sounds like something that would stand out. Um, and I found this one to just be like fun, casual, easy. Um, I felt like it was like a good summer song. Um, so they're seeing some of the issues around them and like they want people to be better um, and they want people to walk into the sun and sort of like uh, facing like the challenges of life like and join them and um, it's yeah it's just a smooth song and then at the end we've got Prince Poe spinning about the, like the day or like a trip that he or a day I guess it was a day um, that he spent in Central Park and like found himself like watching and like cheering on um like a, a like a street performer uh drummer um and also he has allergies so he had to take a antihistamine and i thought that that was like a random thing to kind of throw in but like a normal thing if you have allergies uh, it is definitely one of the first times i've heard a rapper dead ass in all seriousness bring that up like yeah be like i gotta go take claritin or whatever you know like yeah um, it's weird, but it works, and it's normal, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's nice. I really like this one, and for me, it really, like, felt like hip-hop. I don't know. There's something about it. It's really cool. I gave it a 4.4 on 5. I really like the, the kind of general tone of it, where mm -hmm. it's like, look around at the world and, and try to almost appreciate those good things into it. Like, 
I, I feel like it's almost commentating on perspective. Like, um, anyway, so like the sun reflects off on the ways it see, rain supports the implants, the tree does a breeze in the park, kites fly high under the branches, convertibles fly by the sky, blue fields green. At this point, Prince Poetry has handed the mic over to Farrah Monch, who has split it up. So I like how they go back and forth yeah. on this first verse. And I like how they just kind of paint this kind of picturesque situation where it just kind of feels like you're in the park and, and whatever, and you're chilling. And, you know, you can kind of picture him in the car cruising and, you know, beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, that's fucking funny. Who's and, got the keys to my Jeep? And then uh, <laughs> Faramont, see that black boy over there running scared? His old man runs numbers, summers come in, and he'll feel dumb if his son doesn't have a new pair of sneakers. So he combinates people's numbers in sequence when play straight, but not the leaders. And it's, I guess, this little flash of, like, as much as it might look all nice, there's still that kid who's scared because his dad's involved in some shit and it's not necessarily safe or whatever. Um, and then just moving into how hip-hop's pumping from Jeeps and it's daytime, but we still see stars because, I guess, you know, there's hip-hop stars. Uh, everybody's partying, everything's good, so let's move on through it. And it gets a little more commentating. Uh, and then you got this hook where it's, like, this lady sample. I mean, it samples, uh, it's got additional vocal by Vicky, according to Genius. Well, duh. It's Vicky. Whoever the fuck Vicky is. Just one name, Vicky. If that is your artist name, that is not the smartest artist name. Anyway, uh, I like how then they got the, the two of them together. Like, we got to get away. We got to do it done. We got to walk it to the sun. Ha ha. And you're like, yeah. all right. And it's just so young and juvenile and goofy is what I got from that. Like, this carefree, like... Almost like they're trying to shed off like the weight of the world and almost convince themselves to walk into the sun and enjoy it. Um, I like how f the second verse is the love and hate, black and white, right or wrong, who is right, smokes and joints to anoint their brain to the vanishing points <coughs> so they won't go insane. And it's an interesting point of how when you're living inside of this world, there's a lot of hatred and complications. You might go ahead and smoke up some doobies in terms of coping with the situation. I like how it's not necessarily glorifying. It's more explaining why in this environment with these kinds of questions and these kinds of confusions and the lack of answers out there that people would essentially on their wits end go ahead and smoke pot. It's more of an explanation. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I like how the following up is like Prince Poe is like, Mother, may I? Yes, you may. Take two giant steps to go out to play. And I think it's kind of like interesting because it's like almost playing on permission to smoke pot, but almost like saying that if you go outside into the world, it's almost like. But also the two giant steps made me think of um, like the, the like Neil Armstrong landing on the moon, like two giant steps for mankind. Apparently, it's, it's like also the, the name of a famous John Coltrane song, but I don't know about that. But I was just like, I kind of looked at it like, you know, he goes out into the world and gets the exposure to this shit. So as much as there's the positives, there's the other sides to it. Right. You know, there's no specific topic of speech in this rhyme. I just want to go on a ride on a Colorado's topic tree visually. So, I mean, I kind of think it's it's fascinating how, like, they didn't necessarily have a goal with this. It's almost like they're just out cruising and, and this is just what they see. So they're commenting on the life that's around them um overall that's cool and then i like the kind of touching end of prince paul on the end of this when he's like uh here comes they fall i can remember when we used to chill and hang with prince paul with paul c because their original group mate paul c had passed away i think in 89 and that right. was sad so that's a cool shout out there 
And then, I don't know, Farrell Munch does this singy shit with like sitting on a stool, pull a jar of palm shirts, water while we eat fruits. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's just talking about some shit that makes <laughs> sense from 91. I, I never lived that. It's fine. I guess if you were around then, he was painting well, out your reality. We were around then, we just don't remember. And then, like, he's, I like how in Farrell Munch is just kind of chilling. He's sitting there and he just stops and he hears the sax and whatever. And then you get the part with Prince Poe kind of describing his little experience. And it's it's all good like i like when he's like you know hitting the streets in new york and zigzags walking to the park hark the herald named earl who creates the chart central park swarms with intellectual dialects it all sounds great it just eh, i don't have a lot more to say about it okay. i thought this song was super enjoyable and i gave it a 4.5 on 5 like it's just really quality you can throw it on i definitely think uh self-isolation times uh in the middle of not being at barbecues with delicious food <laughs> is not the right time to consume this music but it's still good to have in the bag for those moments anyway yep. sometimes when you fart you release hypnotical gases Boy. like this song is just stupidly ridiculous like stupidly good i mean the beat uh, is is like it starts off with water and then it just fucking evolves and then the beat goes fucking nuts and almost picks up in tempo and they go even faster and shit to keep up with it mm -hmm. but like there's just so much fucking dopeness going on in this track like from the jump uh Farrell Munch has this intense hard-hitting fast-paced flow where it really I don't care who any of these little fast what kids are from like nowadays like this is some dope intelligent shit is why it's really cool as you look yep. from henceforth i come right in the windless eliminating competition from bird's eye view i'm descending in helicopters in a village raid flesh will burn when exposed to poetic germ grenade i'm like that's some more shit he is absolutely commenting on some of the let's say negative shit because what's going on in 91 uh the kuwait iraq situation i believe is going on the desert storm era of things so there's a literal conflict that he's commentating on here mm -hmm. so as much as you can go and spit real fucking quick about how dope you are about the cocaine you do and the girls you fuck it's a lot cooler to me to spit real quick and intense over political commentating. Like, that's just fucking dope. And then the way he's describing this, honestly, it's kind of granular. So, not granular. It's kind of big. Like, it's kind of like that in a way where it can apply to most such uh, current situations, you know? Mm -hmm. Flesh will burn when exposed to the poetical germ grenade. That line is so cool because it's almost like doubling over like, yo, but on top of that, I'm the LMC, so check my germophobic war or germ war. Anyway, I'm tired. Uh, when I'm operating on a cell, walls to membranes, cytoplasms to protoplasms, disintegrating, eliminating, now no one has them in battle. I display a nuclear red letter to destroy bone marrow and cattle, thereby destroying the entire food supply. And I'm like, yo, that's kind of harsh. He's like really talking about some of the terrible shit that goes on in war when people fuck shit up that's crawling with aids maggots flies it's ironic when a dynamic a demonic government utilizes bionics and a six million dollar man to capture me clever however could you never begin to apprehend a hologram i'm like of course he's a hologram <laughs> so anyway he's some cybernetic super fucking warrior and the government's coming at him with everything all of that was super cool but what really fucked me up was just my favorite maybe my favorite some of my favorite bars on this project and some of the favorite bars that have popped out to me are all of them i don't know why but it's the no i do know why it's the way he delivers it who's determined to fight solely to defend 
uh, in wars and a land of the holy. I threw a walk and, I threw a rock and I ran. And I'm like, oh, like he. It, but the way he says it, it's I threw a rock and I ran. But it's also like I threw a rock and I ran. Like he's a soldier and he threw a rock in Iran, right? Yeah. Because I couldn't stand anymore within the depths of descent. So it's I can't stand for like this system, but also like literally in Iran, that's what it says, you know? Mm -hmm. But then he goes, don't ask me who's sane. Like, you know, Hussein said, I, I, what is Saddam it? Saddam Hussein. That's the one. Because the hypnotical gases are eating my brain. And I'm like, this is. Well, I think also he was threatening like nuclear, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. But I was just like, it's just the way he spit that. This is so intelligent. It's just fucking dope, man. And then the chorus is fine. Oxygen levels, check it, whatever. And Prince Poetry does his second verse. And it's equally as dope, but it's not a, a sequel. I'm lying. It's a little bit less dope. I'm, I'm a little biased. <laughs> but anyway, 20,000 leagues below, minus 140 degrees. Sees the info gathered to archaeologists. The aftermath needs to follow this because follow this it's deep. And I'm like that's pretty smart you know like looking into the depths of the world for the complex of shit and i'm like again these guys is not rapping like this today the equivalent to the esophagus breast the scientist aka optimus prime obviously some dudes is rapping like this i'm not I trying to say like, but like what i'm trying to say is that doing it in 2020 is less impressive than doing it in 91 done that's what i'm trying to say mm. well because doing it in 91 like look well i think that i mean maybe i'm being presumptuous here but i feel like Maybe like Run the Jewels is like kind of Nah. Run the Jewels isn't like like this. The same speed, the same intensity. This is more playing on that like rates or like I'm talking all the double timing fast guys, right? I feel okay. like Run the Jewels is more of a punch you in the face, hard hitting, kind of slower down kind of tone to it. Like they're not mm. like this is faster. But what I'm saying is is that they're not compromising message or integrity of bars for that speed. Like, it's just fucking cool. Like, partition with infrared light vision, precision beams, colors, reds, fuchsias, lime greens, which is all infused inside of infrared. I was like, that's actually really smart. Black, you don't know my formulas from dope lyrics. Uplift spirits. And yo, I hear it's fatal to walk the path of confusion when it's torturesome cherish while like most like humans perish. Anyway, it's fucking dope. But then we get to, we get to a verse that just... So apparently Talib Kweli says that this um, this is one of the, his favorite verses is um, so maybe it's not diss track but on this album Talib Kweli fucking loves Farah Manch's performance anyway <laughs> I'll get back to that after like I said I'm a little tired but this verse just fucks me up man I'm the one who is in all things thus the unorthodox I am the paradox I am the equinox extending my hand into dimension to unlock new doorways and so the light is revealed to me that there must be more ways and it's like he's a paradoxical existence of of something that is just kind of in tune with the universe around him. So because he's in tune with the world around him, something that maybe shouldn't exist in this world, he's able to see the potential of everything else around, to the point of playing with rhythms. It's nothing more than a mere game enabling me to advance some wisdom. And I'm like, this is fucking really empowering. This is like strong. It's basically like he is operating at a higher level of existence. And I'm like, that's a cool flex, right? Like, not enough people use that flex. Uh, words will exist like vampires. No need for sunlight from concentration camps. I escape with my sanity. In 2010, every man will be subject to global warming. And I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck? 
did he just say in 91? Let's be real. When you cash that lyric, you're like, that's some prophetic ass motherfucking shit, right? Over well, I there. mean, it, was, it had already started. Like, people were talking about it, but not to, like, I don't think. I know, but, to, like, like just to Because it was, like, acid him. rain in, like, 1991. Everyone was scared of acid rain and, like, but, the rainforest and, like, all that. But there's still almost, like, I mean, it's just almost a prediction of where society was going, you know, so blatantly. And I guess hearing it. And then if you think about 2010, global warming is literally the hot topic with that exact wording. And you're like, no shit. Formless oval, millions of swarming. Seek and you shall find the deliverer of a rhyme, the intelligent one utilizing a mind. But it almost feels like with that global warming sign, it's like all the terrible shit's going to come. And then if you well, move also, forward. Also, I mean, if like the, there's all these like releasing hypnotic gases or whatever, I think like that's kind of what he's talking about too, is that if you're releasing all this, people are, there's going to be like a consequence to this. Like today? Global warming. Isolations sitting well, here because no yes, for yes, real yes in terms of saying like that the, like a thing that we well, when should he's talking really, about disease then yeah we should really be afraid of diseases uh prehistoric diseases breaking out of melting icebergs yeah. in the polar caps yeah. so literally there is a disease kind of thing it's so, already starting to like pop up especially like weird things in like you know northern russia and things like that Anyway, I'm pretty sure that the Talib Kweli verse is a different one, but still, this is is fucking ridiculously amazing. Um, that's all I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm blown away by it. His speed is picked up over this intense beat. It's just really smart, and I'm I'm really just enthralled with how intelligent the lyrics are, the passion of the poetry, and uh, it makes me want to like. It just makes me want to try harder in life and just seek out more of this shit. Anyway. Uh, Prince Poetry's fourth verse, or the second verse, the fourth verse on this track is equally as dope. As a step into the thunderdome and the, with flows as the wind blows, vi- visualize the intros, releasing hypnotic glasses, chemicals, mix, fix, taking it to the sixth round of poetical warfare. And I like how it's almost like showing the evolution of what war can become, but also how deep their lyrical prowess is that they're fucking with this next level style of war. So there is that sci-fi element, that biological component, the shit that is next level scary. Because if you think about it, weapons of mass destruction and all that was about to become a hot topic and biological weapons were literally about to become a big trending issue. Now we've moved past it because we're into other kinds of big, scary issues. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about my ass. Either way, I don't have a lot more to say about this song except that I could keep going through it and there are more dope bars and it really is well done. But I, I just, we need to move on. It's a five on five. The beat is like, I don't know what else to say. This is one of the best songs. Like it is an amazing like fucking song. I'm going to go ahead and th- shove this song in the faces of motherfuckers who think that they know what the fuck they're talking about. And Faramanch fucked me up. Anyway, you could say that they were audience pleasers. Oh, did I skip you entirely? So. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot. Yeah. You talked for like 15 minutes all on your own. Okay. <sighs> Anyways, um, I, 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 won't, I won't say much. Um, you can we say a we whole need line. to move it along. I clearly. forgot. I forgot. Um, I forgot all I like the you. water sounds at the beginning. Um, I love that AM, AS, ASMR shit. So I'm all for that. Especially, um, I like to listen to nature sounds, especially in the morning. Um, so like when I'm reading on like the bus or something, you know, back in the day when we went outside, um, yeah, I would read on a, on the bus like because you don't want music because you you know you're gonna get distracted by that, uh, but you don't want to listen to like everybody like chatting away on the bus. So I listen to like 
a bubbling brook or like the sounds of a forest. So um, that's that's me. That's what I'm listening to in the morning when I'm reading. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's about war and, you know, people being diseased and um, maybe like spreading the disease on purpose. And I think that, the, you know, when he talks about AIDS, I think that that's also relevant to what was going on in like the 80s and like the 90s when the AIDS um, outbreak was taking place and uh, how... Yes, it was in all of the gay community. Well, not all. I don't know. Uh, it was in a lot of the gay community, but it was um, it was also in uh, black like hoods and stuff like that. So um, a lot of people, I mean, people were questioning how it ended up there, and I don't know different theories. But um, yeah, just questioning like you know that kind of thing. And I don't know. I think that their music is like hypnotizing us. I think that's kind of what it is. Um, and also, like, the, yes, it is all about, you know, more and everything else. But I think it's also about the fact that they will destroy you with their mad poetry and skills and all of that. And that's basically what we're hearing. So, and it ends with more water sounds. So, lovely. Um, I give it's a really just another cool one. I give it a 4.5 on 5. Yeah, sorry about cutting off Bonnie's part of the review. We all care what Bonnie <laughs> thinks. Um, I do. Apparently I not. really do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move on, and I will just get torn a new one off camera because <laughs> while you might want to see it, it's not audience pleasers. No. All right, Bonnie, go, <laughs> go. Um, I like the the beatboxing at the beginning um, of this one. Um, and this one, I really don't have too much to say about it. Um, this one is here for us, for us, period. It's to please the audience. Um, it's got a nice positive feeling beat, um, and like their flows, um, are a bit slower, I guess. And like maybe like easy for people to like sing along to. Um, it's just a nice song. Um, I mean, it feels a little bit more generic. But I think that's what they they were making it for. I think that this was sort of, this is what's like the radio kind of song. Um, and I like the kind of like B.B. King style um, of like guitar playing that's like in it as well. So I wanted to mention that. I don't know if it's like a sample of his um, or just somebody playing the electric guitar, but it sounds pretty great. Um, so I gave it a 4.35 on 5. I'm not as into this song. I recognize that it's well made. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the hook is goofy. The like the he's a just goofy. It's fine. Um, I like the lyrics. They were fun, mm -hmm. but I feel like the delivery, everything just didn't hit me the way anything else on the projects hit me so far. I felt like we've like every track is like reaching into a random bag of, of like candy like what's that harry potter Bezel bops fucking jelly bean <laughs> bullshit i don't fucking remember but they actually made a real life one and some of them are fucking gross and i'm not trying to call this song gross but this is like getting a less desirable jelly bean after a really desirable jelly bean mm -hmm. um 
I like the way Varamon starts it though with by the grace of God I get a speech like Malcolm expressing flexing flaunt the style that's wicked uh, inflicted addicted that people can't understand the particular way that I kicked it so I think it's cool that he like sets himself up to compare himself to Malcolm X and he wants to come through with a complexity and a strength and everything and then he's like smooth mm, is it not yep is it dope and I'm like okay yep is it hot and I'm like okay mm-hmm is it hot and I'm like that was like the most filler shit I've ever heard in my life and that's fine there's a lot of filler in life easy for you to hum along to whenever i'm rapping and i'm like i suppose i suppose so keeping your feet i'm, I'm done um <laughs> our prince poetry is next was artistic formulas label me as a hip-hop as a hip lyric professor pressing to be the one lyrical chauvinist study facts about my brothers read all about it because prince poetry and munch got us uh down undoubted i'm like that's all right he kind of comes in pretty fine um i like his use of chauvinist uh it's pretty strong it's not a word you hear a lot in hip-hop so i thought that mm, was true. cool um something smooth yes prepare for the audience please and I'm like, okay it's fine and they're just two simple positive mcs coming through with their uh, like it's a it's a good flex this song their attitude is different and i do feel they display that attitude they are totally not on the side of people that is trying to suppress me through violent means without well i mean they're using some complex top level tactics to fuck me up the entire military strategies but they're not like i'm gonna fuck you up they're not like yo i'm gonna bust the guy and blow your ass up they're not trying to kill you they're not trying to rob you they're not trying to hurt you they, they are trying to rap so fucking well that you can't hold a candle to them but that's the sport and i really like that um I'm, i don't really think there's any other bars in this track that i really thought stood out or hit me or was interesting but i love the way they say this stuff i like the singy kind of flow to it i just think that this track was a nice simple little ditty i could see how this was super fun at the live show i could see how everyone would sing along to it but man i just had a lot of trouble with this 4.15 on 5 <laughs> I, I don't think it's bad i just didn't enjoy it so uh next up is jimenez griqueta what do you think of this <laughs> gotta make sure you get your part included okay um well i mean this one is short it's only a minute 25 and it's just them like being silly and just kind of saying nonsense really um they're just like laughing and goofing around and like there's really like nothing fantastic about it but i always enjoy people having like a fun time so that's nice um they don't really have much else to say about it it's an okay uh, little ditty in, in the middle here um so four on five so the best I've been able to figure out in my journey through these albums is the reason these skits exist, I'm going to call this a skit, is to show off a bit of the personality of the band, almost like letting yeah. their hair down, a little behind the scenes, like them goofing around in the studio. And I appreciate that because um, then you're like, oh, like, you know, it kind of makes you like imagine them like out of like the studio, you know, like just like having a nice time. Getting a little stone at the 80,000 leagues to the middle of a doobie. I didn't feel like there was a lot to it outside of that. Yeah. It's a pretty good beat. It's more in line with that first funky beat, and I like it a lot. I felt like it's nice. Um, I, I don't know. It just it's pretty unremarkable, all things considered. It just filled its role as a skit thing, interlude break before we moved on to another banging song. So I gave it a four point two five. 
I'll be honest, the last couple of tracks on this project, not my favorite, but it definitely picks up again for me. Yep. I don't know what you gave it. Uh, this one, I gave it a, I think I gave it a four, yeah. All right, well, truth is, when the cats are locked in the room, they are prisoners of war. What's wrong about the other song? It was this track, Farrell Manch's second verse that um, Talib Kweli cites as his sixth favorite hip hop verse of all time. Bonnie, I'm gonna talk a lot. What do you think about this one? Um, well, I'm not, because there's really not too much to say about it other than the fact that they're fantastic. Um, like, so much to say about this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just hear it and you're like, this is tight. Like, it's so good. Um, and like, ugh, like, Pharaoh Monge is great. He's just great. He is a goat. He's, like, he's cool. all of the animals. Who the fuck is rapping like this? Like, I'm trying to say, is all these motherfucking kids trying to come in there with their complex rap flows and trickety tricks? Yo, what Farrell Monch does in that third verse wrecks like everything. Wrecks it. So yeah, I mean, I his flow is just fantastic. He spits so, so well. Um, and this one, like for me, like it's just them showing off their rap skills and it's I get, it's fantastic. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I gave this one a 4.7515. I feel like it's right back there with releasing Hypnotic Gases. They're rapping in like the context of being really good at war, but like, and it's cool to take that approach. Like, they're generals or shit. Mm -hmm. And so they're, but like, they just prove it. Like, off the jump, it's got like this doom, 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 bass driven fucking beat that just kind of kicks you in the doo doo kind of feel to it but then Farrell Munch is just fucking wicked with his flow like I stand here before the forces of evil with a style that poetically God gifted child bringing forth the story of a lyrical soldier blessed to manifest in the eyes of the beholder I don't know the flow but it's in like that kind of a cadence and speed and you're just like Oh, oh. <laughs> and you're just like fucking bombing into it. But right with that, I stand here before the forces of evil. So he is not evil. He is opposing the evil as he sees this shit. Yep. He is the poetically God-gifted child. So he is not. He is the good guy. And he's using his lyrical soldierisms to come through and create things in your eyes. Using his craft to build for you. Words of wisdom never abuse the lines. So that's both a words of wisdom to you as a person. Don't abuse the lines of your life. Don't abuse the cocaine of your life. But also as a rapper, I don't abuse the lines that I write. Right. I thought that was fucking fresh the way that entendre played out. They increase, I release the phrase like a Uzi 9 from the larynx. So we spitting shit. There's bullet shit. Uzis are, I think, machine guns or semis. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, they're machines. Uh, shot in repetition, words never heard before, but still in the rendition of rap will enable me to attack from dawn to dusk for liberation driven. I will never give in to interrogation. So he's gonna come through, he's gonna fight all day long, and regardless of what the fuck happens, he's gonna hold true to his principles. He's not gonna give in to the pressures of his surroundings and his environment to give in to the bad lifestyles that are toxic in his community. So if you think about the war as trying to make it through the hood and stay alive by 25, have the success in the clean kind of life that he's trying to achieve through musics and whatnot that's the war so they're prisoners inside of an environment where they have to fight through it and it's fucking beautiful the metaphor that's being dropped here so you want to rap real fast and be complex you best be saying some shit is what i'm trying to say because farrell munch murked you in 91 otherwise Ooh. <clears throat>
Anyway, it's fucking great. Everything about the verse. You know what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Prince poetry holds through, man. I drop, smash, and cross damage equivalent to a hydrogen bomb. That's a nuclear bomb. Uh, Raiden Village is like a poetic soldier in Vietnam. So he's fucking going in on some vile examples of real-life historical shit, you know? Poetry releasing deadly gases. That kind of sounds like the other track, like a callback <laughs> to it, but also another point of showing that his poetry's got that level of power and whatnot with it. Um, bodies deteriorating as they stalk past the fatal assets as a rebel, a rap, a stop, load the luger as a maneuver with precaution as a verbally counterattack. So I like it kind of like, not necessarily attacking you, it's more like they're in this environment where it almost feels the tension of being a soldier and they're using this weaponry and these bars to describe how their only option to survive and mitigate it is to be this tight with this shit. I don't know. But let's be real. The best part of this shit is wake up to the mathematics of an erratic rap. This is Faramanch's amazing verse. Mm -hmm. Wake up to the mathematic of a neurotic rapper, rejuvenated or other bound to sort of come automatic, poetic medical medicine for the cerebellum, and divert them and flirt them and sort them and now repel them, a breakdown, poetic shakedown, 52 pick up and a stick up to get the floor face down. And it's just, he does it at this speed that's ridiculous, this, this energy that's fucking proper. And all he's really saying here is, I rap fast and complex and I do it in a tricky way that fucks up my opposition. That's actually kind of all he says what he does it so well that it's pretty dope like 52 pickup that's the card game where you make a mess stick up on the floor get on a, a, a stick up so get on the floor so at the other hand of looking at it, it's like 52 shots from his gun or the bullety flyer the syllables coming out of his mouth anyway y'all get the point of it he's mathematical acrobatical attack to whack take rap to the maximum you strung out you hung out when you heard the style that i brought up the thin air is it necessarily the most profoundly thing ever in terms of trying to make it like poetically substantive maybe not but the way he spits it, how he spits it, the energy that he spits it with, the fact is, is when he goes, I'm the lyric dictator, the aviator of antonym, I'll be where to prepare for the guillotine, raps go express, expert, extreme, be up to par with wisdom and intellect. It's like you get the sense of integrity mixed into it all. Like it's really just a mm. verse where he fucks you up but stands tall doing it. And I really liked it. I really, really loved the verse. Yep. I mean, I can't listen to it and not just, like, shake my head like a fucking <laughs> buffoon to it. Um, and then Prince Poetry keeps it going. And granted, it's not going to be the greatest verse on the song, but it doesn't matter because everything about this song is just brilliant. There's strength in my metabolism, brains to spare upon it, info, knowledge, data, gather aspects of... I feel like I'm listening to me, man. Just geeky shit. Like, let's consume that knowledge. Let's get that fucking brain candy going. I don't mean coke. I mean, like, words in books, motherfucker. Uh, greater aspects affect my future environment. So in the event I drop science to suit you, approach you, hunt you down, verbally attacking from the ground to intellectually shoot you. What I love about that is it appears that he is now violently attacking you to fill your head with fucking knowledge through his harsh bars. So it's like using their platform as MCs to elevate their community because everything in their environment creates them as prisoners of war. It's a beautiful song. Like it is a quintessential example of an excellent track in my opinion, from ridiculously yep. tight beat making to flows to content to there is nothing this song is lacking. This might hit my top 10 favorite tracks list at the moment of all, because it gets hip hop tracks. So let's not go with all time, because we'll put it in my top 100 of all genres. There's a lot of music out there. 
I mean, you gotta compete with fucking Mbop, all right? And say what true, you will. True. Mbop is a fucking banger. Um, <laughs> but I get this a five on five. Mbop's also a five on five, but that's for another day. I love this track, and I guess that's it for the first half for of this now. review because uh, it's a nine oh nine p.m. for us, and if we get in trouble with our neighbors, that would be bad. Um, but thank y'all for being here with us through the first half. We will finish up the second half of the project uh, very shortly. We very much look forward to seeing your thoughts and opinions on every single song, or that's what we did. We look forward to seeing your <laughs> thoughts on this video. You really are tired. I really am. Um, and I just, I'll talk to you down there in a less tired state after some sleep when this video is out. But I mean, it just means the world to see what you think um, and to hear your stories with it. Special uh, comment, subscribe, like, and special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. They get to tell us what albums to review, kind of like how DJ Black Hurricane did with this very episode. What, what? So if you want to see us grow, that will help us. We have expensive dreams. I also make music myself. I have a song coming out May 13th. In the description of this video, you can see the Distro Kid link for that. So you can follow it and show me some supports and stuff. On that note, it's been wonderful, everybody. I hope to get me some fudge pudge. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Bye, guys.